Blah! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Dunky Very Much Central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast. Your host, Sam Yarbs. With you as always, my good friend and co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. DeAndre Jordan's about ready to move from summer in L.A. to winter in Cleveland. Ooh, it's going to be cold in the big city. Matt and I are going to hit you right now with another podcast looking at the middle-of-the-road teams. We're going buy-sell for all the teams in the Western Conference that are close to 500, plus or minus two games of 500. But before we get to that, before we break down the Western Conference middle-of-the-road contenders, we're going to do a little bit of NBA trade talk. Something we tease. Yeah, look at a little bit of NBA trades, a little NBA chatter going around the league right now. Uh, and last, we talked about uh, DeAndre Jordan potential landing spot. Spots, a.k.a. Cleveland for that Brooklyn pick. Interesting. If you missed that podcast, check it out. Uh, that was our previous post podcast number 34 right there. And uh, we're going to hit you with some new stuff. Matt, what do you think in the world of NBA trades? So that's the big one out there. And the uh, Tristan Thompson plus Brooklyn pick has been the one that's been reported. But, you know, I was looking at it a little bit deeper, trying to think of some other teams I think uh, could be possible trade candidates. But... You know, it, it's really hard to figure out what the Clippers are doing. Like, do they want players back or do they want picks back? Because they, if they want picks back, that means that means Doc's gone, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah. And if they want players back, that means Doc still's got some power in the organization. Right. Right. So if they start signing players <laughs> who were good in Boston in two thousand eight, if Glenn, <laughs> if Glenn Davis gets a contract, it means Doc is still strong. Yeah. All right. Speaking of so. Players uh, who have played well against Doc Rivers or have played for him. My first possible team is... I, I really personally hate when teams trade for a guy with six months on his contract to get a look at them. I, I really hate that. I think that means you're doing really bad at scouting. Just take but a look. I like the Knicks for him. I think, right. I think you trade Courtney Lee, Kylo Quinn, and maybe a second-round pick. Doc gets back players... Two players who help his team now, mm -hmm. plus a little pick. It might have to be a first-round pick. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, Porzingis, Nilakina, and then if you could re-sign Andre Jordan, that's a team I want to build around. That, now you've got a, like, an anchor down low, and you got a guy who can, like, when, when someone's trying to bully uh, the very skinny Porzingis, yeah, yeah, push around, who can yeah. bully back. And, uh, Interesting. But, yeah. you, you know, you could have... They can alternate at the five. Sometimes Porzingis play the four. Why? Yeah. Know, he plays the five probably like in the in the closing lineups. I think that might be an interesting uh, a slot for him. That's an that's an interesting place to see DeAndre uh, in the big city. It'd be kind of interesting. To see yeah. Him react under those big lights. Yeah. Like I mean, I like that idea of uh, you just double down on what you do well. Protect the rim. All right. You guys, Porzingis is already like a pretty a pretty good rim protector. But then DeAndre Jordan, an elite. Protector and an elite rebounder, and then Akina, an elite defender at the point guard. Like, there you go, you're, yeah. you're one, four, and five. I'll play in defense, I'll play in D. That's that's interesting. And uh, you, you wonder about so you'd worry about teams going small against them, but already Zinger's the guy who's pretty comfortable out on the perimeter, yeah, he's a mobile guy. So, that, that's an interesting look for them, yeah, definitely. It'd be nice if they didn't have to give up Courtney Lee because he's kind of that like stretchy, mm. like mm. can play a couple positions kind of guy. This guy but, can shoot too, yeah. What about for the Clippers? Like, do you think? Because I'm just going to operate under the presumption that they're not looking for draft picks. Because it's mm -hmm. too easy to find like any team you could trade for draft picks. Right. And I'm talking about like players that maybe help the Clippers. Right. I think Courtney Lee, and then I, I mean, 
first of all, I don't really know why they'd want to trade DeAndre, to be honest. Yeah. But if they were going to, I think Courtney Lee gives you that, like, really good two-way wing player. Mm-hmm. Kyle Quinn gives you that kind of backup center. Yeah. And then maybe get a first-round pick so you can kind of maybe flip that for something else. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I understand that you're taking picks out of the equation, but, like, I mean, it's, it's tough to go from <laughs> the Brooklyn pick in Cleveland to Kyle Quinn, Courtney Lee, like, and no pick. It, it, that, that, I mean, it, it's a tough – It's that's a tough road to sled right there. But the, a, the Courtney Lee and Kyle Quinn picks or, or contracts are really good. Mm. Like, the Tristan Thompson pick is really bad. Like, right, right, he's right. not playing well. He's got three more years. So yeah. that that's the difference. All right. Capture, so yeah. you're not living this one. How about this? DeAndre Jordan has only played for one team. Mm-hmm. He's only agreed to play for one team. Oh wait, there's a second team. Oh wait, the Mavericks. That's let's, Mark Cuban's music. <laughs> let's <laughs> get him back right. to the Mavericks. They they traded for <laughs> Noel. That didn't work out. They need a center. The Noel, the Noel trade did not work out. They need a center. I think. All right, this was my more controversial one, but, you know, this team sucks this year, and, you know, what are you going to do with Dirk? Like, is re- is playing one playing for one team your whole career that important mm-hmm. over playing for, like, playing most of your career with one team and then, you know, chasing <laughs> a ring for one year? Like, yeah. is it really tarnish your career? Like, yeah. especially if your team trades you and your team is not good, like, you're not abandoning the franchise. The mm-hmm. franchise is not abandoning you. Yeah. So they get Dirk. Yeah. They get Seth Curry, and they get them, and maybe Noel, and they get the, uh, a first round pick. Noel, Dirk, Curry, maybe a first round pick for for. Yes, a first round pick. I love everything about for this trade. I'm I'm on board one hundred percent from both sides. From both sides. And w- when they get there, they lock him up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> caps on his hand. Yeah, they lock him up. You cannot <laughs> leave Dallas ever. I like Harrison this from both teams' side. Let's look at the serious side first. I like the Dallas Mavericks side. I like the Dallas Mavericks. I, I, like a DeAndre Jordan has the potential to be that 2011 uh, Orlando Magic offense center, where he is a dominant center who kind of understands his role as a rim runner, asks for the ball less than Dwight Howard maybe did 2011 era Dwight Howard. Yeah. So there's less of that. You already have two great shooters around him: Wesley Matthews and Harrison Barnes. You already have these spot up shooters who are around him, ready to step into that role. It doesn't take. It doesn't. You don't have to stretch your imagination too far to picture that offense. Dennis Smith working. Jr. Yeah, absolutely, with Dennis. Diving, Lavin. You can d- absolutely imagine that offense clicking and being under Rick Carlisle working. I like that. I like that fit. I like that. I like the pieces around him. I really like those three guys pinging the ball around. I like that a lot. Uh, on the Clippers side, it's just hilarious because then you have Dirk and Gallinari. So you have two shit-talking, three-point shooting foreigners from Germany and Italy, respectively, just talking shit to everyone, bombing threes up, Blake looking confused when they're speaking multiple foreign languages over his head. I love everything about that. Uh, it's fantastic. I like the idea of every time they play the Golden State Warriors, putting Curry on Curry, just making his brother guard him. Who else knows his moves better? Come Some on. Some spicy Curry. Yeah, just have Curry on Curry, Curry all the time, Curry. like Curry just like whisper weird like secrets from their childhood at him right before he shoots every three pointer. Like you wet the bed when you were thirteen, <laughs> nine, and boom, yeah, like you know, whatever it is. I know your invisible friend's name is Isaac. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> whatever it takes. Just weird brother shit. Just you like we you talked about this in our trivia pod, like that that no team yeah, has been. Friends. As dominated by the Warriors as the Clippers have been, they are absolutely. Eleven in a row. They are just submissively dominated by them. 
sign the other guy's brother and just make him just do weird brother shit and fuck with him. Whatever you can, Clip. You got Clay Thompson have a brother? Yeah, sign the other Draymond Thompson. Yeah, brother? sign the other Draymond. Yeah, whatever you, whatever it takes. Just for a 10 day contract. When, like, when, that game comes up, when that game comes up, just sign all their brothers to a 10 day contract. That'd be amazing. Start five brothers again. You've, you've lost, like, what? You've lost 11 in a row. What do you have to lose? Just play all their brothers against them. Seth Curry with a team of. Of Raymond Green, <laughs> Chichi Pachulia, <laughs> whatever starters they have, like, and, and just each brother wears like a sleeve, like a a white sleeve, and just full of like trigger words for their brother. <laughs> like it's just gonna piss them these off. These are the things like, my brother hates the most. Yeah, macaroni and cheese like, with Al Bacon. Oh no! Yeah, get him. Yeah, April whatever seventh, two thousand one. Like, oh, he knows what that is. That's a great one. That's the best fake trade proposal in the history of our podcast for sure. But so then it goes back to. Why are they trading DeAndre? Because, like, why is his name, like, around? Like, he is so good on this team, and you're not going to get anything better back. So, I mean, is he just the first domino to fall? Cause it, I think this, look at this, this losing record, they look at, the, you know, the big, th- you know, the Clippers' big three has, has been broken up. It's gone away. I think you look at him as the guy who, you, you have Blake to the long-term contract. He signed that long. So now is the time, if you're going to rebuild, now is the time to rebuild. Blake's not walking in a year. Blake is there, you know? Yeah. Like, so you build, you get the young players around Blake, and maybe Blake's unhappy for a year. But if those young players and those picks develop in two years, Blake's all of a sudden happy, surrounded by good young players. And they did, like, they did replenish via the Chris Paul trade. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pat Beverly, Decker, comes back healthy. Like, Marcus Harrell. They got some young dudes on rookie contract. Plus, yeah. yeah, plus Beverly. If they could get a pick for, uh, for Deanna Jordan, I kind of think that might be the move. Absolutely. Even though I was really high on them and I predicted them to finish about fourth or fifth. Man, I love I'm, point uh, play. Yeah, look, the early season expectations look good, but yeah, we we were off on that for sure. Nilo, yeah. Well, should we dive into the uh, the middle of the Western Conference? Absolutely. So what we're going to do here is look at teams that are within two games of 500 it's kind of an arbitrary restriction. It means the Spurs at twelve and seven. We're not going to talk about them, but the Trailblazers at twelve and eight. Oh yeah, we're talking about them, and we'll go all the way down to the seven and eleven Clippers, who we just talked about a little bit. Uh, so we have going to go through the fourth through twelfth team here, Matt. We got we got to get moving on this. We gotta... Yeah, but just to slow us down a little bit, I forgot to mention one team I wanted to really trade DeAndre to was the Spurs because I, I think he'd be really good on this team. I think. They've been amazing this year with a bunch of, I mean, unknowns, yeah. scrubs, underperformers previously. I don't know how they're so good. I think DeAndre Jordan on this team, I think Popovich would get the best out of him. He's already great. That's certainly true, yeah. But I was trying to look at the roster and figure out who you can trade. And, yeah. And I looked at the roster, and I didn't see a single player besides Kawhi Leonard and the Marcus Aldridge who have, like, a plus trade value. Like, I think yeah. every other guy is just, like, Justin Anderson, like, oh, he's good on the Spurs. On the Spurs, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Team, like. And even LMA, like, okay, a long two-point shooting four. Uh, we already have Blake Griffin. Thank you. Like, we're like you know, like, it's uh It is it's so tough. hard to make a trade that doesn't include the Marcus Aldridge. But yeah. I, the Marcus Aldridge might be the trade. I, I think that's an interesting one. But, yeah. Another long-term, yeah, guys signed up for a long-term deal. Yeah, interesting, yeah. For uh, for DeAndre, I, I think that'd be, that'd be a wonky, that'd, that'd be a, be a situation of, like, Two teams like, hey, we're not good enough. Does this trade? Does this trade make sense? Mm-hmm. Not really, but let's just shake it up for the sake of shaking it up. 
I feel like the the Spurs are not this kind of team, so that's yeah. why I, I left them out. But I, don't think I really, that move. I, I looked hard at the Spurs. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out a trade that makes little sense. trade machine hours and, put in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hours I just zone. couldn't find it. Yeah, interesting. Well, um, let's 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 keep it with you, Matt. Let's talk about your Portland Trailblazers. They've won uh, their last two games. They're six and four over the last ten, mm. and they're twelve and eight. And currently, number four, they would be hosting. The Timberwolves, if the season oh. stopped right now, in the first round of the playoffs, they are 12-8. and eight. Are you buying and selling this Portland Trailblazers? Well, they've had one of the easiest schedules, but one of the things that's really interesting is for the past five games, Stotts has been playing a fourth-quarter lineup with three guards, three underside bad defensive guards mm-hmm. in Lillard, McCollum, and Shabazz Napier. <laughs> and somehow it's working. It's crazy to watch. Like all three of these players are bad defensively. They're all tiny. Shabazz maybe only the tiniest one. He's the tiny. He's the smallest of all those guys. Yeah. And it's weird and it's wonky, but it's working. You got Nurkic and then you got like Harkless or uh, yeah. the Chief down at the four, and then uh, it's interesting because I mean, I mean so their weird. their front court depth has been one of the like the, almost the strengths. With Swanigan yeah. and Ed Davis both coming off the bench. Aminu, Heartless, these these bodies, these guys they can rotate in. Yet they're going three little guys out there in crunch really time. Really weird. Yeah, it's it's uh, totally it's, wish we didn't trade up to trade two first round picks to draft Zach Collins. Uh, so maybe that's a long played long one game this year. Project, I don't know. How long? Uh, <laughs> well, who the Kings draft? The Kings got Justin Jackson and Harry Giles. Would you rather have Jackson and Giles or 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 um, Zach Collins? How about uh, Donovan I, Mitchell and John Collins? You're not allowed. You're not allowed. Oh, man, Mitchell on that team, man. man. Ooh, yeah. Replace Napier with Mitchell? Yeah. That's brutal. That's great. Um, so, yeah. I, I like the Trippers like like a lot. I, I mentioned them as one of my favorite teams to watch on League Pass. They're one of my, 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 my top teams to, to watch. Lillard just had a big game, dropped 34, I think, in their last win. And uh, I've been really enjoying watching them lately, but I don't think I don't buy them as the four seed. Four, no, no. I, I do have them as a playoff six. team. Yeah, I have six. them as a playoff team for sure. The four seed, I think that they will be. I think they will be solidly in the playoff mix. And you know what? If they had an, e- an easy early schedule, then good on them. They're the fourth best team in the West. They've taken advantage of that easy early schedule, and if they finish sixth, they shouldn't be disappointed with that. I watch this team. I think yeah, they're a playoff team. Six, seven, eight. Then look at the teams behind them. And you got T-Wolves, last year missed the playoffs. Nuggets, last year missed the playoffs. Pelicans, last year missed the playoffs. Jazz, two games under five hundred. It's like, you know, who's really jumping them? Who are they afraid yeah, of? Yeah, the Western like, Conference, the depth you know, may be potentially overrated. Okay, OKC is probably going to probably make a jump pretty soon. But uh, I don't really see... Too many teams that are really going to yeah. be above them, but they, they feel coming like they, for that spot. Yeah, they feel like the eighth seed, but I think they're probably going to land around that fifth, sixth, seventh seed. Yeah, I think they will not host the first round of the playoffs, but they will be in it for sure. What about the number five team, eleven and eight? The uh, the Timberwolves, five and five over the last ten, lost one. I'm glad to see them rebound. To me, mm-hmm. I I like to see this team being good. I like I like the coach, I like the players, and I hated watching them the beginning of the season because they just weren't fun. But now mm-hmm. that now they're a really good team and. Uh, I, I enjoy watching. What do, but what do you think, think they're going? I I think they're uh, I think they're going up. I, I think they're probably going. They're the team that's going to pass the Blazers. You think they'll be in the they top four? The you think they will host the first round play? I think they're the team of any team below four mm-hmm. that could possibly jump to number three. I think they could possibly wow. jump to Spurs if there's a team. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I don't know. I don't. It's, it's too. Per- I don't. I don't like this team. I don't. Really. Yeah, I haven't. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. No. Yeah. Josh never. Gibson. Yeah. Thibodeau. That no. triangle. No. Yeah, it's old Chicago. Like maybe it's some like hard ingrained Celtics memories of those teams giving us shit in the playoffs and being and being brutal to take out. But uh, Thibodeau, Taj, and Jimmy Butler don't don't bring back fond memories. Big Cat, I'm just disappointed with, like, uh, I thought that he was going to be, like, a, you know, a, just a top, top, top guy. Andrew Wiggins as this well. This year. Andrew Wiggins as well. Like, I don't top know. Top 80 player. They something. seem like they feel like they've already Talk made about it. max players that are not worth a max. The guys, like, these guys, I feel like, who feel like they've already made it and really haven't done that much yet. And, um, I don't know. I feel this team, I feel like the Timberwolves are going to drop off. But I was, I was against them in the early season in terms of their over-unders. These really, really optimistic um, lines people were putting up. They for were the predicted to jump about seventeen wins. Seventeen right? wins above their previous which season. I think that they've. Had, I think they're around five hundred, and I think they're going to end up around five hundred, which would put them well under their over their op, very optimistic forty-eight win over under. I disagree. I, I think they'll probably be about fifty wins. I I think they're going to be pretty pretty wow pretty fifty hefty wins. Over. Pretty hefty. That's a, that's a very strong. That's a that would be that would be 40, 40 to fifty. I I, th- I think they're. If they win fifty, that's I mean like I think Brad Stevens has got a stranglehold on on coach of the year right now with that eighteen and three start. If if the Timberwolves finish about fifty wins, which last year well they they were they were under forty. To 35 or something. Yeah. I mean, that... You gotta look at Thibodeau at Coach of the Year. Any team... With the basically... I mean, adding Jimmy Butler... I don't know. That's that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, the but Timberwolves... I think the Spurs, Rockets, and... Golden State are all gonna be about 50. That's the problem. So is like, you look at... Yeah, fourth seed, so. You look at 4 through 12, and you start to be like... The Western Conference, like... It's definitely at the top still the best... But I don't know if all the way through the bottom is still as dominant over the Eastern Conference team. There's no Detroit be, Pistons over that'd here. That'd be an interesting pod. Maybe uh, next week maybe we'll do this pod where we look at 1 versus 1, 2 versus 2, and we just go down the list. Obviously, yeah. 1 versus 1, we're going to Golden State. But then like it's going to get interesting. Right now, it would be Raptors versus Trailblazers. That's 4. See, that's that's, that's very that's, interesting. That's debatable. That's very interesting. Celtics versus uh, Rockets. Obviously, we already settled that. Celtics, Celtics versus one. Rockets. I think Celtics. Rockets are the first seed still. Yep, for uh, fifteen and four. Warriors are fifteen and five. So okay, like, well, flip the Warriors kill whoever the two seed. Uh, the Pistons have something to say about that, yeah. Matt. They've won their only head-to-head <laughs> matchup this year. <laughs> Avery Bradley by disagrees. Cleveland by thirty points this week. Well, Cleveland would match up against the Spurs at the three and three. That's, this is really see, interesting. That's debatable. Okay, next podcast coming up. Seventy sixers versus in. Timberwolves. Listen in for our Pacers versus Nuggets. Less interesting. The bottom of the Western Conference makes this hard. Uh, Wizards versus Pelicans. That's oh, this is great Ooh, right now. Yeah, see, it? this could be a good podcast. And then Jazz versus uh, Knicks. But. I mean, right. this could all, right, all change. We're gonna do, we're gonna do it this week. This is our next pod, so uh, we should not do that. Yeah, it's good. All right, yeah, so uh, after the Timberwolves are eleven eight, we have the Nuggets also at eleven and eight. Sell won one in a row. Sell. Why are you selling the Nuggets? They're the best team. They're I'm the just my, fucking they're with you. They're, they're, they're actually playing them. a little bit better. I think they started so rough. I think their uh, over under is in serious jeopardy. I think their over under was uh, pretty hefty, like forty six or something. Mm. I think that this is the ultimate 500 team. Mm. Maybe 44 wins, but mm. I don't think they're getting to 46. I think this team is about the 7th or 8th seed. I had this team as the 5th or 6th seed, and I like them there still. 
Yeah. I like him where they are. I like him there still. I think uh, Jokic is a great player. They're gonna they put up 145 a week ago. They're gonna have nights like that. They have such an amazing home court advantage in terms of just being able to run people the fuck out of that gym. They still don't use it well enough. Yeah, more they, trick more plays. plays. More trick plays. Their uh, I mean, if you their home record this year is eight and uh, oh, excuse me, wait, their home record is losing. No, sorry. Their home record is eight. Their home record is uh, eight and two. Oh. Okay. Their home record is eight and two. Their away record is three and six. Yeah, they are using the home court advantage pretty well. <gasps> too much oxygen. They're gonna lose from that. I mean, if you're way, way, way above five, if you're a five hundred team on the road and you're way above five hundred on the road, like you, I, I, I like them at five or six. I thought right you now, said three six. and six on the road. Three and six on the road, yeah. <laughs> Not five hundred. I think that'll level out, Matt. All right. I think that's a stat that's going to come back to earth, unlike their eight and two home record, which will stay forever. How about the most interesting team we could talk about? The Pelicans, eleven and nine. They lost one in a row, six and four. They lost to the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely, the most interesting team in the NBA. Really the NBA. This is just a team that they can they can buy and they can try to add some pieces to a really shitty roster. Yeah. They can maintain and just be pretty good and get the six seed, or they can just say this is not gonna work. Cousins gonna walk, and we can sell Cousins for a lot. He's got good value. He's playing amazingly. I think he's like twenty eight a game and twelve yeah. rebounds and a bunch of blocks. He's assists. so like, skilled, super too. efficient. Like he's playing for his next contract. You know, Cousins has been a lazy motherfucker for a long time, but like he realizes. He's not the shit anymore, and he's got to prove himself. And there's a lot of I don't know if he's a lazy motherfucker. Or if he was, he was on the he worst. Was. He was on the worst franchise he ever, though. He, he was so fucking. What would you have done on this on this on the Kings those years? The technical fouls. That's just laziness. Just barking at the ref when your team goes back to play defense. He's arguing with the ref. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's just laziness. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's a little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Could have done a little bit more with what he was given. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. There's something about like he's just like such a compelling player, and so is Davis. It's crazy. You watch both of them on the same court. It's such a wild thing. Like, I wish there was just more they could do to integrate the two of them into the same scheme. But you need a better point guard, a better, better ball handler to do that. I mean, the point guard is okay. Imagine they just need a two and a, like a two and a three. Imagine they have, like. Courtney Lee and Trevor Ariza. Imagine they had a starting five. Yeah, imagine they had a competent starting really, five. Just an starting NBA five. franchise in 2017. Imagine they had a starting five. That would be amazing. Instead of Etwan McDante kind of fuck they picked up. This crappy. team is really missing Solomon Hill. I like, uh, mean, yeah, Solomon Hill is a big blow. Omar Ashik's just sitting on the bench. I could play the three like that. The Pelicans are super compelling. Uh, I have Boogie in my 50-point scorers list. No one's hit on that. Oh, we got a few more teams. to follow. Let's bang him out. Let's bang him out. Let's bang him out. Utah Jazz, 9 and 11. Sell. Sell everything. This team is not going to rebound. You don't think so? Why is, why is that? Explain your Utah hate. Just no talent. No talent on the team. Rodney Hood as your like your go to guy. Joe Ingles just not blocked us map. on Twitter. Uh, Joe Joe Ingles as your social media czar. Like it there's just no talent on this team. I'm buying Joe Ingles. And, social and go, media. Go Bear's been injured. I think yeah. he's out for three to four weeks. So uh, you know, Rubio's been playing nice. Everyone's playing nice, but we're talking about playoff teams. Are they gonna go up or down? They're nine eleven now. I'm predicting them to go down. I think they're still a playoff team. Uh, they're in wow, the, playoff they're, team. They're in the eighth spot right now. I think they stay above in the, the Thunder, spot. above the Grizzlies. Well, I think the above one, the I think that one of the teams above them drops out. If either you say the, Portland, I would be really sad. Either the Pels or the Wolves. 
I think either the Pels or the Wolves drop out. So I think they I think they keep their spot, and I think only one of the teams below them rises above. I think the Thunder will rise above them. But again, let's talk about the Lakers. Eight and eleven. The Lakers are eight and eleven. Lost one in a row, four and six. They're eight and eleven right now. My favorite team to watch. They're so fun. They're so deep. Every every player is playing for like they know they're getting traded once LeBron comes. So yeah. they're all playing for their future career. I but I think they've overperformed. Uh, I think they'll they'll hang around like the uh, the nine to twelve seed, but now they're nine. I I predict them to drop a little bit, and I definitely don't think they'll make the playoffs. I, I don't believe in that. Matt and I live in Taiwan, which is a country like a, a little bit different than uh, what some other countries do. Uh, the way that you throw away your trash in this country is really interesting. Is you 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 have to bag up all your trash and take it out, and you have to take it out yourself. I'm so excited. And when you take it out yourself, uh, so basically there's no like communal dumpster. What you do is actually there's a schedule and there's trucks that routinely will drive through your neighborhood and you wait outside and you know when the truck is coming. They publish the schedule online. They and also then you play throw, the same song as Ice Cream Trucks in America. And they play the song. Every time I watch a Lakers game, I hear that song in my head. I hear the Taiwan <laughs> trash truck sound. Kuzma! Take him out! Contavious Caldwell Pope on the drive with the spin move. Throw him! Oh, is, he, is he recycling or garbage? I don't know. I can't figure out which one. Brooke Lopez. Oh, it looks like his shin hurts. That's all I hear is the Taiwan trash truck sound. Every time I watch a Lakers game, they are trash. They're a trash team full of trash players led by a trash coach with a bald spot. Ingram. Trash. Ingram is trash. No, he's not trash. Ingram is Ingram is an interesting prospect who is taking a while to get there. You don't know. He looks year. a little bit like a... It's not a second year. It's, it's third a second year. year. This is Ingram's third year. I'll bet you. Look. All right. Check we're, it out. We're betting one drink? On, on yeah. This. Yep, yeah. We're betting a drink. It's a drink. Yeah. Brandon. We got a lot of the best. We got steaks. We got Korean barbecue. This is a drink. We this is a quick one. Brandon barbecue, Ingram. Yeah, yeah, barbecue. Yeah. Ingram. Bam. Please, can bring more to the table. Career. Oh, this only lists two years is his career. It's not looking good for me. <laughs> Go to his Wikipedia. Yeah, Craig. dude. It's his second year, man. Last year was Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram, too. Wait, wait. So he was a rookie last year? And he was that nowhere was... near consideration for rookie of the year. He was NBA All-Rookie second team. Nice. I like how you, while losing, you're firing shade. Yeah, I'm super pissed. Yo, wow, you chose the guy who's All-Rookie. Uh, 2016. Confire! Son of a bitch. All right. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That's kind of weird. Like, he was considered, like, a pretty good rookie, but he was not in the mention. It was Saric, Embiid, or uh, Brogdon. And yeah. Brogdon eventually won. Oh, Ingram was nowhere close. He was nowhere near. That is kind of weird because he got a lot of playing time. Yeah, it's not weird if, you, if he's just a trash dude. He's just a trash player. How about Jordan Clarkson? Big. Jordan Clarkson's a great backup. For, yeah, the, but, okay. Fair enough. For the Lakers. Julius Randle? I like Randle. I like Randle. Lonzo Ball? Trash. Done. The Not even recycling, just no, straight trash. Just the comp, just it's the compost pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuzma, Kuzma, trash anywhere but LA. What about Larry Nance Jr. Trash. What about Brooke Lopez? Past his prime, trash. Spoiled, spoiled me. Twenty points a game. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say I could average twenty points a game if I was th- flinging three pointers <laughs> at the. Right. No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, Brooke Lopez is good for twenty points a game on a losing team. We, yeah, yeah, we've we've got we've, we've got about ten before. years in a row of proof of that. Brooke Lopez. If you're looking for the best player on a worst team, look no further than Brooke Lopez. Jeez, oh my god, yeah. I think this team's got so many young players. They have so many sort of assets that when if LeBron signs there next season and. You know, we can't predict the future, but there's, there's going to be some superstar who's unhappy. There's going to be some superstar who does not commit, well, and, be, and the team panics. I, I think packaging up three of these guys can mm-hmm. get you a superstar. Well, no one's talking about this, but, like, I mean, it, it. people have talked about it, but it seems like people have stopped talking about it. But, like, Paul George, like, it was like, Paul George to Lakers is done deal. Yeah. That was the off-season narrative. Yeah. Paul George to Lakers is done. Finished. It's done. Magic Johnson loves him. He's, Paul George is going to the Lakers. And now the season has started. People are watching games and they're not talking about that as much. But like, Paul George and LeBron to Lakers gives them two good players. So that's 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 a good start. Yeah, and they're both two like two way players. So I think yeah, th- I mean, that's amazing. If you get both of those guys, I still think you have ten tradable assets. I think if <laughs> 10 assets on this team, package it off. You can get McCollum, you can get Cousins. If if New Orleans wants to go crazy, that'd be interesting. If get New Orleans wants to go crazy, George, LeBron, and Cousins, now I'm interested. Yeah, but I mean, Davis, I'd rather have Cousins. He's, he's a better Cousins, injury history. Cousins, LeBron, and Paul George, you could send them all as free agents. Yeah. You'd have to move all your contracts. Like, it, it takes up creative accounting, yeah. but like, they're all free agents to. Be, Who would so. you rather have, Cousins or Davis? If you're starting a new NBA from a Davis, from a blank. with his injury history, really? Yeah, it's it's a fair question. Cousins is so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe Cousins because Davis has he, has he ever played one week without getting injured? He gets hurt so much, and Cousins is like when he's not getting himself ejected is super durable. Like, is it? And I feel really like exciting? Cousins would like bow down to LeBron. Where, like, I think he'd play w- he'd play well with LeBron. Yeah. And like and LeBron needs a guy to like take over at certain times. Like yeah. that Kyrie like thing. Yeah, it'd be very, very interesting. Anyway, that, that's just imagine if Lonzo Ball's the point guard on this super team. That'd be yeah. great. I just want to see that. I think the Lakers are trash. That'd be I think so they're funny. I think they're I all it. trash. Uh, I, I'm I'm kidding about their tr- their trash coach. I think I think Walton's actually a good coach. And I should make fun of his ball spot. I have a ball spot too. Uh the Thunder are eight and eleven. What do you think about them? Team on the rise, just trying to figure it out. I think it's just no. we're overreacting. I think we have way a team. I think they're. I think they're not going to be elite like I thought they were. Like I, mm-hmm. I think I took over on like fifty three wins or. I was ready. Yeah, I was number. all in. But the thing is, we have this recent evidence of like these new like kind of super teams gelling faster than we thought. Yeah. And Boston is like really warping people's expectations. The way Kyrie and all these new players have have adjusted so quickly. With Stevens going in there, and you got to remember that like, that's not the same as going to 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 OKC and playing with Westbrook. You know, it's like he is a uniquely difficult player to to, to play with, and like he has uniquely amazing skills. But like you know, like not all teams mesh at the same pace. It's gonna happen. They're gonna be better than this. There's too much talent on that team not to. But what do you think about this narrative that all the players they traded away, OKC traded away. This past offseason, four mm. players, uh, McDermott, Cantor, Oladipo, and Sabonis. They're all playing amazingly. 
all those players went all to... All four. They, all four of them. They went from what conference to what conference? <laughs> the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference. Weird. Yeah, weird. And all of a sudden, they went from a team with, like, a Sabonis had Steven Adams and maybe another guy in front of him, and Oladipo was with Westbrook. Like, I mean, I think that's just, like... You, you think it makes sense? Yeah, I think, I think Oladipo and Sabonis are easily explained by context. Like, oh, Sabonis was a rookie, now he's a second-year player. He's doing better. Great. And... Oladipo was playing with the most ball-dominant player ever, and now he's kind of running the show in Indiana. Cantor is a little bit more interesting. I think that there's a case to be made that Cantor was perhaps underutilized. Mm. But at the same time, you like uh, he's a high-skill player playing on a high-skill team. Now he's a high-skill player playing on a low-skill team. He's doing better. Uh, I mean, I, I think definitely that there's some of the Westbrook could have made these players better during his time and that team was too geared around getting Westbrook his numbers, for sure. There's some of that, but there's also a huge amount of moving from a Western Conference contender, top five, to bottom playoff seed, maybe Eastern Conference teams, yeah. where they're just getting more reps, more shots, more everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, So I think yeah. there's a little, a little, a little noise there. Uh, last, uh, we, we talked about the Clippers, so we make the next team the last team we're talking about right now, the the. Memphis Grizzlies. I don't want to talk about this team. Seven and eleven right now. They've lost seven in a row. They're two and eight over their last ten. What happened? Memphis? When Conley goes out, their their team just collapsed. Like they're yeah. not a deep team. Like you look at Conley and Gasol, and the rest of the roster. Who do you want on your team? Jermichael Green's okay. Everyone else is just rotational players. Tyree Gibbons. I think he's playing six months. Fizdale is an amazing coach, but it's weird because Jaeger did the same thing when he was there. He got. I think when he was there, he set the record for like 25 players on the roster in one season, mm. and they still somehow made the playoffs. Uh, I don't know how they do it in Memphis, something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild, but uh, I, I just think this is not the year, and I don't think they're going to sell. Uh, to be honest, I think this is not a team that's looking to sell. I think yeah. the team that's going to try to like plan the offseason and try to rebuild. Yeah. Parsons is you know getting healthier. He's playing a little better. Yeah. You build around that. I love Conley on this team. I love Conley so much. I think he's such a great player. And w- without Conley, so goes Conley, so goes the Grizzlies. And Marcus Hall, give a shout out to this guy, man. Just like, just putting in work, getting it done year after year. Um, just a, just a beast. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of movement to be had, but I, you know, it's kind of shaken out the way it should be. You know, the first season was the war. Uh, sorry, the first week of the season was the the Warriors are. One and two, or whatever they were. Worst of the Western <laughs> Conference. The Cavs were all, you know, also probably one and two. And it's just like, you know, things have kind of shaken out. It's like the Rockets, Warriors, Spurs, one, two, and three. And yep. in the middle, teams are fighting. But I think the middle is the most interesting part of yeah. the NBA because the teams at the bottom, they're tanking their out. The teams are going to suck. Gonna the Bulls, suck. Yeah. the Mavericks, they're done. But uh, teams in the middle, there's moves to be made too, you know. Are they buyers or sellers? I think it's really, really interesting to watch. Yeah. Been a great start to this season. Been very, very exciting. Uh, been a great year. And, and we're going to keep on recapping it with you guys and keep on going over uh, all the things that we I think are relevant going forward. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. This has been Dunk You Very Much for our Middle of the Road NBA podcast. For Sam Yarbs, Matt Von Ryan, signing off, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you.